Maybe if all us grievers wore black armbands for the rest of our days, we'd know who else doesn't belong, and we could just all not belong together, getting each other, not having to explain, not having to hide what it feels like to be okay that my person died, but feel like part of me is missing. You're a high achiever. On paper and through the eyes of others, you've made it. Congratulations. But the truth is, you feel unwanted, unworthy, and unlovable. You always have, but you hide it well. Welcome to the Trauma Hiders Podcast. I'm Karen Goldfinger Baker, and this is a podcast where high achievers like you finally reveal what keeps them up at night that no amount of money or recognition will fix. I'm also making it my business to speak with people who get you. Hell, I get you. I am you. So get your best hider's face on, sit down, and let your guard down. What's on the other side of this shit will change your life. There are so many ways people like us fuck ourselves over. But let's start with five ways. When you know them, maybe you'll finally stop doing them. Over on my website, you'll find a free download listing the five ways your fuckery is getting in the way of the next level of your success. Grab it now at karengoldfingerbaker.com. Grief lives in my body. Who knew? Sometimes it feels like I have wet sand in my veins, and other times it feels like water. There's a heaviness that wants to slow down, sit, stay in stillness. And there's a lightness, like being of water and floating in the way water naturally flows, without barriers, free. Free in the way that I flow, go, carried off. The judgy parts of me, the parts that want you to believe that I'm focused, driven, have my shit together, those parts are resistant to the flow. They shout, we can't just float. We can't just flow. What's the plan in that? Meanwhile, back to the grief that lives in my body. Sadness in my body is heavy, and I imagine it as a medieval velvet cape that's tied at the neck in a knot I can't undo. The velvet cape is a deep burgundy made of drapery weight fabric. My cape is too long, and the bottom sweeps the floor as I move. Sometimes it picks up crumbs. Sometimes it picks up dirt. And sometimes I remember to lift it as I move through, knowing it's there, having it on, and not letting it be a trip hazard. The anger I feel is a dull pain. Lately, it's more quiet. But when, awoken by even a small flicker of challenge, I am capable of igniting an inferno. Skipping over some of the other ways grief lives in my body, these two really want attention. One is feeling like I don't belong, and the other is loneliness. With regard to feeling like I don't belong, the me after my mom died is a new version of me. I stopped trying to figure that out, well, mostly stopped, and moved toward surrendering to that truth. This me has grief within. This part is living in this world with part of me that's over there in the next world. Maybe if all us grievers wore black armbands for the rest of our days, we'd know who else doesn't belong, 
and we could just all not belong together, getting each other, not having to explain, not having to hide what it feels like to be okay that my person died, but feel like part of me is missing. And with regard to loneliness, my God, this one is complicated. The people that love me and the people that know me all want to be supportive. Their offer of support is beautiful. And some of them even know that support doesn't mean making my grief go away. The performative me wants to make things better for them when I don't want to talk. I don't even want to engage. I just want to be. This is where I'm digging into what it is to just be. It feels like going to bed before dark. It smells like the anticipation of toast. It tastes like the first sip of coffee. It sounds like the white noise from a floor fan. And it looks like peace. Back to loneliness. It's becoming clear that I'm not so much lonely as I don't want to be where I am when I'm with a group or a crowd or in public. A regular refrain from my mom was, I want to go home. It didn't matter if she was in her home in Ohio or Florida. In either place, she wanted to go home. As a family, we wasted so much time fighting with her, telling her that she is home. I didn't know what I didn't know until I knew it. She didn't want to fucking go home. She wanted to feel something, anything that felt familiar. She wanted to live in a body, have an internal system that felt like home. Oh my, how terrifying. Mom, I'm sorry. I'm not terrified. I'm not even sure I'm lonely. It seems to me that just like my mother, I'm yearning. I don't know what happens to that. Do we eventually stop yearning? I don't want my mom to come back because I miss her. I want my mom to come back because having my mom on this planet was home. You've been listening to the Trauma Hiders Club podcast. For more episodes, head over to my website where you'll find links to resources mentioned and all the ways you can listen on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're ready to fight, discover the rules of Trauma Club. Head over to KarenGoldfingerBaker.com.